0: All right, everybody. Welcome to a special edition here of the Minnesota Football Show. Uh, Rodrigo and Bridget are here. We're also joined by our special guest, Andrea Yach, the president of the upcoming USLW. Uh, we're calling it MN Woso, Minnesota Women's Soccer for the time being, kind of exactly placeholder.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, it's nice to talk to you guys. I, uh, I feel like we've been doing the rounds and we haven't quite gotten to our soccer community yet. So this is awesome.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And we we briefly talked about it before we started here. Um, We have so many connections with your other co-founders, particularly one, Elisa Vicuña, who for some reason was a part of this program for a number of years. (laughs) (laughs) She she was one of our original co-hosts. So we started back in, what was it, it it's been three years now, right? It was the World Men's World Cup 2018 i want to say yeah 20 okay. it's
2: all uh it's a lot of after party I know blur from the black I kind of especially, moment. It, it especially it all blends in together it all blends in together you don't
0: 100 yeah. yeah she so she was there we so we started at krsm radio as a radio show in studio and all like a regular radio program and 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 she was great and every once in a while she's been popping on since we've had to uh adapt and become a podcast over the pandemic right um we love her and and that's awesome I think it's
1: which yeah, I think be, it's great she, that she, she can come back all. and be a regular contributor.
0: Oh yeah, so. exactly. Yep. And then your your Andrea times two, Carol Frank, right? Right. We uh we interviewed her. Uh, she was in this in this instance she was coaching a women's team playing the Monarchs who were also yep. interviewing. This was maybe two years ago. It was definitely pre-pandemic. So we got we got we're all all these little connections. We're all tied together. Well,
1: and so the so the strange thing is, is Andrea, Elisa, and I did not know each other before this process. So each of us had one person in common with the co-founding group. Uh, For me, it was Wes and Matt. Well, for a lot of us, it was Wes and Matt. To be honest, right. And also here, (laughs) right? Exactly. So they sent out uh, during the the first summer of the pandemic. So it was twenty twenty. They sent out an email to a bunch of people. Rodrigo was on the email, I think the initial one, and just said, Hey, you know, let's have a meeting and see what we all think. And so we all came together in a park and sat six feet apart. And um, from that came this group. But what's been really amazing about it is having not known Andrea or Elisa or our attorney, Matthew Bergeron, or half of the other, a lot, Rodrigo, Rob Spence, any of these people, you know, nine months ago, a year ago we created this structure and we started a soccer team and yeah. it's really cool. And I am um, sure everybody remembers group projects in high school and college where there's always someone you wanted to kick out of the group. This, <laughs> this group has been unbelievable. Like everybody is jumping in and helping out. Like I, we last minute got into the state fair and everybody's taking shifts and right. it's just been incredible for a group of people that didn't know each other and everybody has found their spot um i will say elisa and andrea are organizational masterminds mm-hmm. you should see the spreadsheets andrea creates they're just like a thing of beauty and i'm very much of a have an idea let's just run person mm-hmm. so having some detail oriented people is excellent
2: right very- i know i think it's really interesting how like the gr- the group is is got soccer experience but also non-soccer experience and they all like came in together it's it's kind of like Voltron in a sense right like they all have all these pieces that come together to form some sort of big entity and like it's been really interesting and uh it's really great being able to um uh, just just watch as this this rolls on and, and gets bigger and bigger I remember being at the uh, the announcement over at Robbie and just being there for like you know half an hour before I had to actually right. go work <laughs> you know talking to Rob Spence and all the other folks being like hey we got to make sure we we get this going we got this going and then as I was leaving the more and more people were coming yeah. and more and more folks were were really excited about it and i think that's the that's one of the things about this is that there's there's a real sense of excitement uh regarding um what what this group is doing so
1: Yeah, it's been when we, uh, Andrea and Elisa and Susan Earl and I were changing in the locker rooms um, the day of launch, because we'd all had to set up and then go put in our dresses and come back out again. And we came out about five minutes before we started. And we were like, whoa, like, where in the world did all these people come from? And it was a mix of friends um, and family. It was an awesome, awesome group of support from the soccer community, um, people I had not seen for a really long time. And then just a whole lot of people we had never met that nobody knew. And um, that was really amazing. And since now the pledging period has started, and even out at the state fair, a a woman came up to me Friday night and she was just like, "I, I just want to hug you. She's like, I am so excited. She was probably 24, had not played soccer, which is a huge fan. And she um, bought merchandise and she signed up for the email newsletter. And that's the response all the way along is either you're excited because it's women's soccer. You're excited because women have created a business that's community owned um, and you're just celebrating it. And that's really been amazing.
0: That's a good segue talking about this excitement and this energy. Um, We've been following your evolution and how this thing has been moving for the past months i suppose at this point and it's it's just been fascinating like rodrigo said um but in two days we have a pretty yep. big milestone coming we um where we, we, the whole idea was to keep make this thing a community owned uh sporting team which you know rodrigo and i are familiar with from latin america we have these on yep. mostly the men's side let's be real unfortunately um but we've seen these models where I mean, I can speak to a lot of the serial teams in, in the Brazilian League, mm-hmm. where a lot of times you 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 pay into the team or you pay into the supporters, and the supporters then make all those connections kind of work. But then you you vote and you have your representative that's gonna always meet with you know the business side so that there's always somebody there representing, you know, whether it's all the supporters or a section of the supporters. So there's exactly. some more of a democratic kind of feel. Right. As it were. Um, this maybe even better in some ways. Um, I mean, it, I think of the easiest thing here for people in the U.S. I think to kind of compare it to. It seems like it's the Packers, right? You're talking about shares. So,
1: yeah, and in Minnesota, um, that's it. We we get when we say Packers, everybody's like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But why don't you take it? Why don't you explain kind of what this is going to look like, how it's going to go on Tuesday, and I'll, I'll let you run with it from there.
1: Okay. So basically the reason we ended up with this community ownership model is because not any individual one of us is rich, right? So we can't just, you know, buy a team. And we collectively realized that the community ownership model, as you said, has not only worked in other countries, but has worked on the men's side in the United States. There are some great examples in the US, including Detroit city, but has never been done on the women's side. And we're a really big market. So we were just like, you know, this can be done here. We know it can. And so what happens Tuesday morning is if you go to mnwomenssoccer.com, you'll have a link over to our WeFunder site. And WeFunder is the platform that we're using for secure transactions and all of the securities rules and the laws and everything else to make sure we're above board. And you'll go in there, you'll choose your share level. So shares are $25 each with a minimum investment of $100. And then you'll fill out some information, either credit card or link it to your bank account for withdrawal. And away we go. You are now an owner.
0: So cool. And so maybe you can let some of the listeners know with um, some of those levels, they get some perks, if I'm not mistaken. Yes.
1: So there are different perks and scarves and tickets and things like that. But honestly, the most important perk that you get is those votes that we talked about. So you will vote on our team name. As you said, Minnesota Women's Soccer is a placeholder. So the very first thing is that every owner will vote on a team name later in September. So if you're in before the voting period starts, you vote on that. Then you'll vote on the team brand. Um, then we will place two representatives on the board who represent the community share. So there are five seats already, and then we'll be adding two for the community ownership group. And they have their vote is just as powerful as my vote. So we're all equal, it's a total of seven votes. And, um, so those are the most important things. And then, you know, all other stuff as it goes up, you know, meet and greets and stuff like that.
0: It's beautiful. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I had a question regarding that. So say, so you have family and say you have a daughter (laughs) is, is it possible? Can you, uh, can you put the share in somebody else's name? Oh. Yep.
1: So this has been this has been a very popular question. Um, a lot of grandparents buying shares for the grandchildren. And uh, I talked to a parent at the fair on Thursday who had a teenager who's a huge soccer player, and she's now sort of hard to shop for. And so he's like, oh, this is a perfect birthday present. So um, yeah, you can put the shares in your children's name, and um, then they own a piece of the team.
0: Ah, very cool. Rodrigo
2: Bridget. Um I can you um just talk a little bit about the the amount of ex- exposure you guys are getting at Like like <laughs> like I remember like when we were talking about this earlier, like there, there's a plan, but like now you've talked about now you now you get you know you got you, you got to uh go with Grant Wall and on that yeah. podcast. And that was that was that was great because like I, I, I was able to read it and listen to it and it was really insightful into specifically awesome. how How you guys got into the uslw model and and how you had to do that but um what are what are the next steps that you guys are going through now that that after tuesday
1: so after tuesday uh we'll start the process of um you know setting up the voting on the team name and so that'll be like a bracket style challenge um we need to hire our head coach Um, i saw that you had asked that question so we have a job description ready but really needed to get through the fair and the on sale before we focus on um, the coach. But honestly, with all the national attention we've been getting, we really are hopeful that we will get a really strong pool of candidates. Um, the coach will be voted on by the board once we have our final candidates. So we'll need to get our final two board representatives done and then we'll start the process of the branding. Um, so they'll we'll have to get the branding created. We really, really would like to release the brand in time for the holidays. Um, but also just as you guys know, it takes a while to make jerseys and uh, Rob is constantly reminding us about those deadlines. So, right. um, and I am aware of them from past, you know, past lives that you can't just, you know, wake up in March and create a Jersey hoping to have it in May. So those are really the next biggest steps. Um, and then once we have our head coach on board, we'll start the process of figuring out where we're going to play. I, um, while we have a very strong group of soccer minds, we don't want to make that decision without our head coach also having the say.
0: MJ, she just answered all of your questions, buddy. So there you go. I didn't even have to ask.
1: Well, he he he, he did give them to me on Twitter ahead of time. So
0: <laughs> very cool. Um, I, I'm, I'm just super excited. I'm super thrilled. And I love this, this, uh, this new, uh, knowledge that I, I could put it in my daughter's name, which is, I think is beautiful.
1: Yeah, so I think, no, I think it's exciting. gonna be fun. And we really, um, you know, we want to create a legacy for the twin cities and for Minnesota. So having this community ownership and the response already has just been unbelievable, especially since Grant's interview and then some local yeah. TV stuff. Um, but it, it's been amazing. It's just it's the excitement, the energy level, the number—every time we wake up or look at social, look at our email, there are messages coming in from around the country.
2: Are there are there any plans to be at that uh, October twenty third uh, Women's uh, National Team Tour thing?
1: Yeah, we definitely have some ideas. Um, Of course, you know, Wes, we need to get Megan over to the wall um, at Blackheart. But we, um, yeah, we have some thoughts. We are talking about possibly doing a pre-party thing. And then, of course, we will begin the process of stalking the U.S. Women's National Team to have them hold scarves and wear (laughs) T-shirts and do whatever else it is. Um, that we can get them to do. Luckily, we have um, we have some good connections um, and supporters. Lori Lindsay has been a big um, supporter of this project. And so we're hoping that she might be able to help us get in touch with the right people. And, and I've worked with some of the US women's um, players from when I worked on the Women's International Champions Cup. So we're gonna do what we can. But yeah, if we can get Crystal Dunn standing there, holding up a scarf, then we will be pretty happy wow that be, yeah that would be a
2: golden yeah moment. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I, honestly if you had told me five days ago i was going to do an interview with grant wall i would have told you you were out of your mind so um, <laughs> now that we have that one checked off i'm feeling like anything is possible
0: yeah. yep. minnesota football show is the next one we're, we're right there with grant wall you yeah know? that's exactly it all,
1: you know what here's the thing every single piece matters um i am a mm-hmm. absolute big believer in the the every group hits a different audience it reinforces messaging maybe you heard it once but now you hear it again and you're like oh now I'm gonna do something about it so it's all important there's there's no one that's more or less important than anybody else.
0: That's very kind <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, are there are there plans for your, um this is because you know I'm a parent and I'm a high school parent. So it's like yep. it's high school soccer season like in in uh are there any any plans to reach out to like high school teams or like uh, maybe, I don't know, make an appearance at a homecoming, something like that in a sense okay. to just give the opportunity to have, you know, girl, girls, young girls, young women, uh, you know, have the opportunity to to find out about it, but also, you know, uh, post with a scarf and stuff like that. So
1: um, we haven't, we don't have a street team in place yet because we just had to sort of survive the fair. Um, and so we have we have talked about doing some stuff like that. Right now, it's really important that we get this funding piece correct and that the correct. owners are all onboarded correctly and that we have our brackets done and our names are you know checked for trademark issues and stuff like that. So we're trying really hard to keep, within reason what we can accomplish and stay focused on sort of the big picture so we're not sure how much we're going to be able to do we we had a brief flurry of excitement about possibly doing something at usa cup and then we were like wait hold on like we have time in the future to do these things we yep. need to stay focused on the tap you know the, the big thing right in front of mm-hmm. us because if we get this piece right which so far it looks like we are the sky's the limit on what we get to do next. And eventually, our hope is that we will have an entire team of players and a head coach that will be out there representing us in the community year round and that we can have an awesome program in place to to keep us top of mind all the time and not just during our season.
0: Very cool. Well, that that's a lot of information. and um I don't really have anything else unless we're there go Bridget. I know Bridget's having some tech issues. If you want to put it in the chat, Bridget, we can, we can uh, let Andre know. But otherwise um, I, I know you got to do your thing. You're moving and shaking. So I don't want, I want to be respectful of your time. So but, co- um,
1: yeah. And I hope we can check back in with you guys as we have more news, you know, the head coaching stuff and
0: absolutely the
1: branding and all that sort of stuff. And I, I don't know if you know that our, our brand right now is, um, was designed by Ali Rinke, who's a former gopher soccer player. Oh.
2: Yeah, and, that's great.
1: Um, she just hit it out of the park. So we are, and she's one of our co-founders as well. Yeah. So that's one of our our biggest missions is to try to have women involved as much as possible right. on, throughout the whole on, process. Throughout the whole process. And so finding Ally um, was huge, and she just did she did an awesome job. But all of our merchandise and our scarves are all temporary because it's all going to go away mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. we have a name. So I would encourage fans who like the logo or like the scarves to buy them because they will they will not <laughs> collector's be item. Around. collector's item inaugural yep. you know 2021 announcement so
2: I, I think uh, in the honor of Juan Chope, I might have to get a bucket hat or two. Uh, my, oh yeah. My oldest I my oldest Isa uh loves That's loves funny. bucket hats so we might have to try to figure out how to and, how to and get I a hold will them tell
1: more. you the, the bucket hat decision was definitely inspired by uh USA Cup and the 14 year old girls and boys that were up there exactly, all wearing because yeah. when I was looking around and I was like they're all wearing bucket hats and then <laughs> I, I came home and my 24-year-old ha- wears a bucket hat. And so I said, do you think we should do bucket hats? And he's like, yeah. And then I asked Allie, who is young and cool. And she's like, absolutely. So the- Bucket,
2: bucket things are it.
1: They're it. And, and this is a good example of the community ownership thing, right? If you, you pay attention and you ask community what you want, you come up with- great things that if I was just managing by myself, I wouldn't have thought of.
2: Yeah. So I mean, we, I mean, we want
1: to continue to be open to that stuff. Yeah.
2: The temporary logo is is a great logo. I think, yeah. you know, and I think that's it a it's a great placement logo that you guys have, have have going on. And I think it's I'm just excited. So I know we have a scarf in the house. Um we do have one I of those.
1: So. <laughs> we,
2: we we have one of those with the many of other scarves that we have around them, but we're really proud to be uh be associated. I know my kids are in the same way, and, and and anyone else who gets a chance to be part of it, I mean, um, buy those shares. You know, you never, yep. you, you never know what you're gonna be. You, okay. if this is about community and, and community building, you know, this is something that's more more organic than than you can you can exactly. find at the
1: moment. So yeah, and if you I mean, can't buy shares, you know, come please come out to games in the spring. You
0: know. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it's it's pretty much a revolutionary thing that's happening. I don't I don't think this has ever happened in the Twin Cities before or. It's we are, the
1: first, so, it, we are the first women's team in the United States to be community owned. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And we really believe we're building a model that other communities will use. And we want to be the team that they're calling and saying, how did you do that? Which platform did you use? Like, mm-hmm. It's not only from a soccer standpoint, but frankly, from a women in business and an entrepreneurial standpoint, this is a great example, again, of not sitting around and waiting for somebody else to do something right? We we did it. When we started a soccer team, the day we were awarded the franchise, we were on the phone with the USLW and they said, look, we've looked over your stuff. We're really excited. We approve. We were messaging on the side. I was like, did you guys, (laughs) did we just get a soccer team? You know, And then you start breaking out in the cold sweats, you know, my God, what did we do? Um, But it was just the weirdest feeling. It was like this idea in the park and now we have a team. So it's, it's, it happened. It's happening. It's awesome.
0: Fabulous. Well, Andrea, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate you. And let's definitely check back in once things Absolutely. are moving. And uh, boy, super exciting. And once again, listeners, Tuesday, 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 that is the day. Um, What day of the week is that? That is uh, August 31st at 8 a.m. Thank you. August yeah. 31st, 8 a.m. There it is. That's from your president. Listen to the president. <laughs> get your shares one, you can. the
1: one thing i have to get right right now yep, I, I, yep. I was on the news last night and and they were giving scores of stuff right for my segment and i was like oh thank god i don't have to worry about actual soccer right <laughs> at this moment right i have a limited amount of information and i don't have to explain you know why we lost an extra time I can do this. <laughs> so, this is much easier messaging
0: right on i was just going to add that if If you can't do the shares, there's other ways to get involved as well. And just pay attention to the socials and everything else. And we'll have you back on sometime in the future.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me this morning. It's good to see everybody.
0: Likewise. Thank you. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
3: The Minnesota Football Show. Your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international stuff.
0: The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MNFootballShow on your social media platform of choice.
2: Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football
3: Show on iTunes. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. Uh, We've got plenty of other things to talk about this week um, lots of stuff happening in the soccer world and uh, tangentially as well
0: yeah tangent that's a good oh, great word I could barely even say it I'm what what bridget said <laughs> let's go to this tournament that's apparently happening tc soul futsal uh the annual futsal fundraiser at ladonia that's happening saturday september 11th uh to benefit for tc soul and the Korean fa both friends of the pod both have been on the pod um is this the one that we're expected to play at i'm kind of curious
2: you know, this is all the Lisa's fault. That's all this really is, right? You know. That, but is
0: right? this is this the thing though? This, I think well, I
2: think this is what she organized. Yes. Okay.
3: This yeah, this is the one she was talking about. This isn't necessarily the um. This is going to be all free agent three v three, so mm. it's not going to be like pod versus pod. But ah, uh, um, but we could make anyone it. who would. I mean, you could anyone who would like to play can register, um, and then we will sort everybody in the teams based on parity and uh skill so you're involved in this in like on the organizational side oh so
0: bridget's like i got it okay okay i see what's going on all right (laughs) (laughs) once again that's saturday september 11th one to four uh apparently we will all be there
2: (laughs) um sorry Uh, (laughs) rodrigo
0: won't i will try to yeah
2: no, I, I think at least I did this on purpose just because, you know, didn't want Isa or G or any of the other teens to embarrass anyone. So they don't yeah. have a high school game that that at that time. So
0: <laughs> Well, I trained perfectly. Saturday, so I'm gonna be freaking exhausted. I don't know how beneficial to anybody I'll be, yeah. but I'll see what I can do. Um, let's talk a little bit about the finished mural at the black heart. It is spectacular. We we've been following it. Um what's what's the artist's real name, Rodrigo? I know it's Siphon Fione is the uh, the Twitter tag, but the, his real name is do you remember?
2: Uh not on the top of we, my head. I'll find we it. Mentioned it. We on. mentioned
0: it. We mentioned it last time. We we we've been talking about it. But anyway, mural's done. It looks amazing. It is it is of course Rapino in the Rapino pose, uh, with all the colors kind of representing, I'm assuming the um, LGBTQ representation flag there. It's it's gorgeous. And it's huge i haven't i haven't made it out there yet but i've been when you see it in a photo it doesn't look that big and then like somebody will be up there next to it and it's big i mean it's covering most of the wall um what do you all think with the finished product
2: it's not Scott step so i was wrong on my guess am i wrong guess, uh
1: i, I was so wrong so on my guess
2: so i was so close though i i really thought i i, no. I had it but apparently i was wrong so i apologize but um, the artist name More is like, Rock. Thank goodness, you were wrong. Right, right, right. The private. Uh, I mean, sorry. The um, the artist name is Rock Martinez. So they are originally from uh, Tucson, but they have a studio and they're based in Minneapolis. So um, done. If you ever go to their website, you know, um, it's just uh, cyfiart. Dot There's amazing mural work being done over there. So. But, I mean, I'm, I'm excited because, A, you know, it's a mural. And I don't think, I don't know how many y- years we bugged West to put a mural on that wall after all the defacing <laughs> that's been going on on that area. I mean,
0: there have been, quote, murals, unquote, just not exactly <laughs> planned. <laughs> if that's what you're referring to. I'm
2: referring to, <laughs> yes. Um, and so, hopefully, you know, this, this looks really great. I, I know they're putting lighting out there. Hopefully they're putting um, the cameras, but I just love the the attention that this is getting, uh, and the fact that at one point, actually while we were recording the 55-1 podcast last uh, in the last episode, right towards the, the end of our recording on live air, we uh, was find out that Megan Rapinoe um, uh, retweeted that. Retweeted so it. like, yeah, if you just want to sure. listen to the last five minutes of the show, that's all you really need to see. We just. To hear the, the craziness that was happening and, and all the laughing that we were doing at West um for listen for to all the
0: Minnesota of football show and yeah, and and just, the last five last minutes five, that's okay, what I'm saying listen one. to the
2: last five minutes this is five one that's all you need to do anyways <laughs> um that's always should be your, your your what you should do. Uh, but no it was it was it was great to hear that and then the response but I think um you know with, with publicity comes some um some concerns as well too and I'm hopefully they yeah. are, they are taking care of that in a sense of, um, you know, uh, I mean, I, I could, I could, I could put a, a we could, I, I, I got, I have $5 in, in whatever pool money that Mark Pravatsky can sit out there with a bat and,
0: and you know, the... that's, that's honestly a, <laughs> a better approach than a camera or a light, but I'm glad they're doing those things for, for listeners outside of, of Minnesota. Um, all of this week, there've been the, um, stop line three protests in in northern Minnesota that's been happening for a very long time, years at this point, or over a year. Um, They made their way to the Twin Cities and occupied space at the Capitol and then moved to the governor's mansion. And of course, they were met with uh, the the first day actually wasn't so bad, but then as things progressed, um, police repression, no surprise, just lots and lots of cops. I'm not sure the exact number of the arrests, but I think there were more arrests last night at the governor's mansion than there were at the Capitol. And in the meantime, while this is happening, there was an extreme far-right, fashy, uh, anti-mask, anti-vax rally, in quotes, at the Capitol, which was one of the reasons that, sadly, that they cleared the uh, the native folks and the water protectors. Um, so that happened yesterday. It was just this massive of, of state and, and Fashion. Just I could go on and on and on, but the point that I'm trying to make is there was a little bit of concern that, you know, Proud Boys were literally out roaming the streets of St. Paul and knowing that a lot of these same idiots were the ones making these threats and comments on the mural and the bar. Well, what happens if you know they head in that direction and try and do something? Um, from what I've heard, you know, we, we took precautions, we protected it as best we could. And honestly, the weather was probably the biggest deterrent because it it rained and it rained hard and that probably made a bigger difference than anything so so far so good but you know it's one of those things that we do have to uh be aware of is all all i would say defend the black heart everybody that's what i'm telling you
3: (laughs) (laughs) people Um, are showing themselves once again and uh yeah listen to them when they when they do that
0: that's right that's right believe them when they tell you who they are um, NWSL, we can that's a good transition from the Rapino mural. Uh, the big news is uh Angel City made their first player signing and it's a big one, none other than Christian press. How, how did this go over in the Sanchez Chavaria household? I'm curious.
2: Um, I think people welcomed it. I mean, everyone's everyone likes the 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 Angel City, like, you know, I mean like they're they're my kids, so they they know about Mia Ham and You know they. You know you look at at the model and everything else. I mean, I'm a big Mia fan, Mia fan, Mia ham fan, and then I'm also a Becky G fan. So like,
0: that is really hard to say. By the way, Mia ham fan. Yeah, it's a tongue twister.
2: Yeah, and then and then it's just you know I, I think it's we all we all expected something like this to happen. So I think it's a it's a good signing. You need you always need a star, your star player, and what what bigger star can you get than Kristen Press at the moment, right? I mean, I it's 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 a it's a great fit. So I'm I'm looking forward to watching them um, play and what see what else they do. I mean, they you know I think I think Mia Hamm actually congratulated the uh, MN Wilson for uh oh no no congratulate Minnesota United on hiring their uh, their new C CEO. So I think that was that, you know, they're, the fact that they're keeping their eye on Minnesota, that's, that's, that's a, that's a great sign as well too.
0: Very cool. Uh, Bridget, I'll throw this one to you. Cause I'm th- I guess you can tie it into our parallel segment of, uh, this week in homophobia tied to this week in racism. I didn't get to watch the MLS all-star match, but, um, take it away.
3: Uh, I wasn't actually watching the whole thing either. Um, just kind of tuned in here and there. Uh, but, yeah, so shortly after the news came out that same day that um, Mexico's punishment without to play without fans was going to be reduced to one game. Uh, so we were all talking about this anyway. And then at the All-Star game, of course, against Liga AMI-X, uh the homophobic, homophobic chant comes out uh, not even 11 minutes into the game. <laughs> um so Man. i mean we i can't really say i'm surprised at this point I but also what
0: can you say but also
3: like <sighs> yeah so so that discourse was um
0: was this the same day as when they they, they changed the ban as well
3: it was either like same day or the day after wow
0: because so we were we
3: were already yeah we were already talking about it
2: yeah, I mean, it's like you know, it's it's a freaking exhibition game. Like, it's like that's yeah. That's like it's like what what is there to you know like there's it's, it was just like I was I wasn't I wasn't watching it, but like I was like I was, people kept tweeting at me, and I was like, what's going on? And I like I saw it, and I even asked uh, David David Goss because he and Weeby were over there, and he was like, yeah, i broke out, and I was like, this is great, this is great, this is perfect, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like. What are you going to like like you can't punish anyone on that one right? I mean because it wasn't a real game, it was an exhibition game. I don't know where the FIFA rules lie on that, but like it is I think they still,
3: they still do the whole thing with like pause the game and announce, you yep. know, that which they did. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm not sure that like sanctions come from come from a game like that. Uh, but as we've seen, sanctions don't really do a damn thing anyway. So right,
2: and and the sanction and the reduced sanction is for the first game that we heard that uh, the homophobic chant at. Uh, they still they still haven't made a decision on what the sanctions will be for the second time, <laughs> the Mexican team than that, and um, so that should be interesting to figure out how they're going to do. I, I guess the only uh, good thing about any of this stuff is the fact that you know they're not. They're not uh, sanctioning the women's team, like the rumors were before that. I'm so glad that's you the only that like yeah. that's the only like only good thing I can kind of get out of this whole like sanctioning <laughs> good, situation. Good-ish. Yeah, it's like I was like great, you know. I'm like, um, mm, we'll see, but like uh, um, that should be really interesting um, what develops. But you know, the MLS, the MLS, you know, All Star Game was was. Um, it was it was an eight i watched the second half and i and i was able to watch it. it was it was it was a decent match like they actually wanted to watch and play each other and uh there were situations where a lot, both teams could have scored but um what more what more can you get to go to a, a pk pk shootout and have an 18 year old literally win it for for mls so
0: who was that rodrigo who' uh was it uh, pepe
2: yeah ricardo Pepe. there you go Everybody get on the hype train. You guys heard about what happened with the like the social media content people from Dallas, right? Like if Pepe made the All Star, they made a they were gonna get a tattoo of uh, the Pepe hype train on their arm or somewhere oh, on wow. their body, and they actually did that. So there you
0: go. So talk about so I'm gonna
2: do that. Yeah, no, I mean Pepe was was keeping. Uh, my stepfather's job for him at the moment. That's that's all yeah. I have to say.
0: And apparently Matt Turner put on the show too, right? Because he had a really good general match and then won the whole thing for on PKs, like you mentioned. So one one final three two on PKs, MLS All Star win is over uh, Liga Miekiels Liga All Stars. Wow, just like got all stuck in there. So this means what? We we get a we get a cup, right? We're world champions. Get the world champions hat.
2: That, that means you get the 20% discount off Starbucks. That's what it really means yeah. when you order. Cheers.
0: <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Uh, good for him, though. Uh, we got some uh, U.S. men's and national team qualifier squad information. We got the, the roster here. I don't have to go through all the names. Is, is there anything that you two were surprised about or happy about? So some additions maybe from the Gold Cup that you were hoping for?
2: Well, I mean, I I think everybody was was figuring out what was was anxious to find out what was going to happen with Pepe, right? Because Pepe is an eighteen year old. Uh, if you get a McCall up, right, he he had you know offers for the Mexican national team. So I think that was one of the things to to um, to figure out. But I and 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 he decided to that he's going to play at least you know qualifiers and and all that for for the United States. But you know the caveat is you know, he can play three games under the U.S. Mes national team. What is it called? I don't know, mandate or whatever. And then, and then he can, he can petition and switch sides. So, you know, it's not all like guaranteed, but from what Ricardo Pepe put up on Twitter, you know, it seems, uh, it seems that he is, uh, that he is very well, uh, Happy with where he is in the U.S. men national team, so that's a good turn. Um, I mean, I, I thought you know, happy with Matt Turner. Um, I really, I, I really think, um, you know, I'll say I, I for me, because I'm a Newcastle former Newcastle, fan, I just like I don't, you know, I I never understand the Andrew Yutland calling them just, just because that's just me, right? Like, so I, I hope you're playing left back or right back. I don't know, I mean, you don't. You don't see um, um, that uh, often, but overall, I think it's a it's a solid call-up. I mean, Kellen Acosta, Tyler Adams, yes, that, that Western McKinney. I, I mean, mention. Christian Rodon. That's Austria like you know, that's that's your midfield right there. I mean, that's yep. that that should be really that, that that's a sound roster, and I think. Um, You've you've seen it from – I'm looking forward to Pepe goals, uh, Tim Wea goals, and uh, Gio Reyna goals, so we'll see. And we have
0: some Pulisic drama that we didn't really mention, right, that he did test positive for COVID, so he's out for two weeks, something like that, three, I can't remember.
2: But the the really interesting thing that's tied to that as well is um, how, like, the EPL is not letting national team players leave – if they're going to what is considered uh, a red checked uh, country. Yeah. So like,
0: I got it in here. We can jump there though. That's, that's yeah.
2: No, okay. I it, because like, it's, it's like, it's like, I understand what they're trying to do, but, but, um, you know, like for example, if Mo Salah wanted to go, had a, had a qualifier game in Egypt, they wouldn't allow mm-hmm. him to travel. But if the game was in a, in a country that there wasn't red, mistake and then, then they would let him travel. So I, it's, it's, it's like well, I get it, but at the same, but at the same time, I really, every, re, what it really hurts is like all the other, like you know, yes, South American I know, teams. I know where you're going, and it's like so. It's like you know, it's like wait. I mean, so How's that going to work? Listen to
0: this. How a Brazilian team without Alisson, Ederson, Thiago Silva, Fred, Fabinho, Firmino, Gabriel Jesus, Richarlison. I mean, you've just gutted the team. <laughs> That's that's going to be a rough ride, you know, especially with, with these some of these other teams that may not lose that many players. And if they're playing, we know how things go in Bolivia, too. Right. It's
2: right. It's going to be. I think really... they'll,
0: they'll, they'll be fine. They're going to qualify just with the points they have right now. But if these players can't get there, you know, they might not go number one now.
2: It's OK. David Lewis is always available. So oh, at least call it. him up.
0: Stop it. <laughs> that's a low blow. Um, All right, let's go to uh, Minnesota United FC. Um, Who wants to take this Ethan Finley little interview situation here? This was a wild ride. Um, Kind of talking about the team identity and what happens without Reynoso. Uh, Bridget, you want to speak a little bit on it? Because it was, illuminating isn't the word, confirming maybe. It's like a lot of the stuff that we've been saying, but to hear it from a player, go for it.
3: (laughs) yeah i don't I don't think that any of us were surprised by the content but perhaps by um, the person who was sharing it. Uh, yeah, so in this interview he's asked um, you know what what is the team's identity and what beyond getting the ball to so and letting him tear things up in the final third uh, and i'm I'm just gonna read this paragraph off. Man, that's a good question. I'm not sure I can give you a clear answer on that. It's not a concern of mine, but something we've not clearly established internally and even externally. Our identity for a long time has been a team that first and foremost is tough to break down defensively. I still think that holds true with some of the results we've had and the goals against we've had. In other words, we have no identity other than the (laughs) tactic to get the ball to Reynoso and none of us... I mean cross fingers. If your de facto team captain can't come up with a clear um even just something that they're saying, like the you know, fake it till you make it and you know say what your identity is, even if you're not displaying it, uh that's obviously an issue. Um yeah, I was I was a little speechless after reading that, not because I'm surprised, but, um, it's, yeah, I, like you said, Eric, it's just a confirmation of what we've, what we've talked about for the last right. five
2: Here's years. the interesting part. like Five years. <laughs> like, like, if you say that, usually you don't get benched, right? I mean, you, you would get benched, right? You hear me like, oh, you just, oh, dear Lord. Okay. But. But Finley got quiet. to start Learned out loud, <laughs> right? But Finley got to start maybe because of the fact that we don't well, there have is
3: no one else to start. Exactly. So. Right. I
2: mean, no, you could have started away. You could have started somebody else, you know. but no, I mean, like it, you know, it, or you could have really punished uh Finley by saying, you're going to play on the left side. Right. And then just throw him into the abyss. That is the Bermuda triangle of the Minnesota United offense. Um, you know um and We're just just like j- just just do that but no he, he he got to start and he's been saying things you know i mean he's he's a well-spoken person he understands what he's saying and i think at responding to the question he was like yeah we don't we have yet to figure out an answer to how to work without reynosa which is what i've been saying for a long time as the Whatever he also gets hit by a bus scenario. Go back do? and listen
0: to past episodes if you want, listeners. Rodrigo is in there,
2: <laughs> and true. so that, and that's the thing is like we we you know our options were like oh we can put Lude as a ten, which worked, but Lou was injured. Jacory Hayes played this last game, but he was also sick, and um and when, when we talk about the game, we'll, we'll, we'll dive, I'll dive a little bit more into it. But like it's just there is um this the the identity is not um solid at the moment right we we still haven't figured out how to play with each other in a sense right and and the people who have uh we have signed and their injuries has really been um detrimental to the development of the players on this team so we'll see what happens i mean the the next couple of games are not easy games at all we play seattle and then uh, and so that's always not going to be fun but
0: um, well, you kind of hinted at the new signings and things because everybody's kind of scrambling right now. So we had during the week, we had some news that uh, Fernando Adi, free agent, was training and then shortly thereafter was signed. Uh, Adi, who was it? the first year at, at uh, TCF, he scored twice against Minnesota United, I think, on that Portland game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. those really that.
3: early matches.
0: Yep. Um, so he's in now. Um, and then, and then I don't even remember um, Aziel Jackson. Do, do you guys remember this this person, this name? Who apparently Minnesota United loaned out, and now he's tearing it up in USL League One, <laughs> because of course.
2: Look, he was the. Uh, he was, was he the Red Bulls uh, academy he, product that went yes. over to France and played in a and in one of the minor leagues, and then came okay. back? Yeah. 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 He's he's he that was, kid. He
3: was one of those youthful depth pieces, but. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought was going to get a pretty decent look uh, towards the beginning of the season, but
0: Hmm.
3: hasn't shaken out that way.
0: Right. Well, he's doing fine over in North Carolina, apparently. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so to your point, Rodrigo, you already mentioned that so many people were out. So many people are injured. Everybody's beat up. I wonder why we, we talk about this all the time with the lack of substitutions and, just general Adrian Heath. But, uh, you know, we were looking at this Houston match, essentially missing, what, three quarters, if not like 80, 90% of our attack. Reynoso out, Lud out, Fragapane out, Hansen out, uh, Gregush McMaster, Agudelo didn't play, and Debassi was out on the suspension. I mean, that is rough. Those are a lot of necessary pieces, especially for getting the ball in the net, which has already been an uphill battle. And now you're looking at this like, I mean, what can you say except yikes, oof. Oof is what's in the notes, oof. (laughs) So while we were, I I mean, I personally was kind of laughing that, of course, they're scrambling and trying to get Adi and, you know, plug some holes. It was kind of very much a necessary thing, right? Would you all agree with that?
1: It's...
3: It's necessary in that we need another striker, but um, continuing to sign a striker who has not really produced much in the last few years. We've done this over and over and over again. That's uh, very true. and That's it, very and true. often with with the the caveat, well, they're they're about due for a good season. That's picking them up, you know, here and there as, as a depth piece when you just need another body that's great. Yeah. Right now we are absolutely hurting for goals. Yeah. Picking up just any striker to have another body not um, we we've seen that it's not productive. We've us I'm not even going to try to run down the list of strikers <laughs> that we
2: have.
0: See
3: those movies. Those, yeah.
2: Right. It's the same trailer for every season all day the, there you go all the all the all the all the easter eggs are, are every and every other teams that's where the easter eggs are right now the easter egg right now is i gonna bring legendary. it back to
0: the mcu at some point so i appreciate that
2: um the easter egg the biggest easter egg right now is in dc united that's where the biggest easter egg is right right now
0: currently so big, big argentine easter egg that likes to wear bucket hats <laughs> Not only
2: that. I mean, he scored yesterday.
0: He did. He absolutely and, did.
2: And he actually dribbled around younger folks than he, him. And it I, was just what I was thinking.
3: I don't think I ever saw him move that fast or that much. When he was here. <laughs>
0: it's true. That is true.
2: No, 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 no. The, when when he got his PK blocked, I've I, he had a pretty good acceleration well, rate. Did, yeah,
3: he he does have a, a pretty decent like short sprint, and um, but um, this was this goal was a lot more movement than we we ever saw from
0: them well let's let's jump into this one um yesterday Minnesota played Houston in Houston um what do you guys want to how do you want to start this match so with all these injuries you know it was it was an interesting a little bit different formation uh Dotson taking the left wing midfield of Hayes Alonzo Trap, um and I just put in here who who is going to channel and harness that Reynoso power it was kind of my question at the top um, and
2: I think the the, the the answer should be, it has to be a team effort, right? You mm-hmm. can't just be one person, right? It has to be. And I think that's the, one of the things that that is happening in some sort of sense on this team is that everyone is... is, is it's kind of like when Slotan was at uh, LA Galaxy, right? They just give him the ball and he would just create his own magic, Right. It's kind of sort of the same thing happening here. They're giving it to Reynoso and, and they just let him run whatever he wants to do, which I get, but at the same time, you got to have people who play those roles and can step into similar roles, right? And I think the first ten minutes of this game really was like uh you know. Let's, all let's talk about to the first out. 50
0: seconds, man. Cause actually they got it punched was in the mouth.
2: It's like <laughs> less than no 90 seconds. Well, we we've seen it in Portland. We did it before
0: 54th second.
2: They they, they scored. Uh, at, a, at a breakaway, not a breakaway, and I think it was a dispossession, and, and it was just one of those where like the ball just doesn't leave our half, and they take it away, and then boom, 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 right? They score on us, and and they yeah. like, everyone just takes so run. that
0: thing down. He he absolutely destroyed Metanair and Boxel, just wiped them out in a foot race, right? And crossed that thing perfectly, and you know, got a skill one timed it, that and was, then all of a sudden, good. That
3: was one of those goals where you can tell that they've. They've seen the Minnesota game plan. They know exactly what's going to happen back there.
0: Yep.
3: Almost every team we've seen, uh, I think it was about halfway through, I realized we'd hardly heard a word about Gasper because mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't run down that, that side at all. Mm-hmm. They really exploited the side where, you know, DeBas and Metonera usually anchor down that, that right side mm-hmm. and without him there. Um, Boxy got caught out a few times, Coleman got yep. caught out a few times, there caught out a few times because he, he those guys he are usually pre- going up the field.
0: Yes, yes. They I think that whole, like you said, they were just sleeping. I mean, it was so early too. And I think mm-hmm. Pico being Pico, he saw it and just like sprinted. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like yep. gone. Yeah, they need they need a solid five minutes to find that rhythm back there. And
2: yep. he, exactly.
0: he knew and, uh, exactly where to go.
2: And then Ozzy's anger was like hulk, hulk level right yeah,
0: i missed that gra- awesome i thought he was gonna i thought he was gonna tear some
2: yeah i thought he was gonna tear someone's limbs out when he was so angry i was like
0: really oh i missed that Shoot. well i mean
2: giving up a goal within the first minute i mean come on yeah no no one likes to be that. specifically someone as prideful as as sure, El Capitan. Sure, sure. He, he, he should be you know he should be mad and i think a lot of the fo- a lot of the kids were like trying to figure out how they respond and it's also yeah. how they're playing with each other i mean like alonso is a lone six right um and then you have um hayes and and trap trying to play as eights um like a double eight and, and try to figure out something 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 out of that and i think that was the confusing part like for them was like they're usually not in that role and and i think it it took them a while and it it, it took them after that first goal the thing about houston is that they always give us space. Like every game we played them, they gave us all the space in the world. They were playing a counter and that's how they got that goal. Um, And, and, but they were giving us so much space. And so it was just about us possessing the ball. And I think the more, the more 10, 15 minutes got into it, you know, to Hayes was more uh, vocal. It was more into the creating passes and short passes and triangles and all the other stuff. And we started creating opportunities. I think that's one of the things the question was, is like, what can, um, would this would this be Unu's coming out party in some sort of sense like he needed some goals, so we were trying to get him to do that. So
0: up until like the the sixteenth minute here, what did you feel? Because I I was a little bit distracted, uh, but I don't remember I don't remember seeing particularly, you know, Jogo Bonito. Like the game was not so interesting or fun to watch. I thought it was just kind of sloppy on both sides. Uh,
2: I think Houston um totally understood that. They were going to counter, and and they weren't going to press uh, as often as 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 other teams have done. Um, so when there was space between it, we were making connecting passes. I think we we started pushing the ball all the way to the right too much, um, and uh, which is what we do usually with Metinier and Finley on that side. And we weren't really trying to distribute the ball to either side of the wing or or penetrating passes into where the center backs were. I think once once uh will trap and Hayes were more comfortable with what they were doing and maybe getting yelled at by ozzy a lot of times it's just it just became one of those things where like we can let's push this ball right and that's what we did like we were chasing that goal because there were times that boxer would come up there were times that ozzy would come up you know there was you know there were times when even our center backs would be, be pushing the ball up to be able to get it in there uh, and we were we were super exposed, but that's the gamble you take when you're trying to create offense. When you really are trying to push for that goal, and at the 16th,
0: trying to create offense with hardly any offensive players. <laughs> I mean, let's let's, let's let's
2: let's go let's, ahead and talk about this new yeah, goal, though. I'm,
0: I'm ready for you. Um, Will Trap wins a free kick. Um, great kick in. Pico actually hear his name again. He he gets a header on it, and he heads it backwards. Um, which is not necessarily a bad thing if you can get it out of bounds or whatever, but it lands basically right at Ethan Finley's feet. And he has the wherewithal to just cross it in nice and low. And uh is right there to tap that thing in one time, one, one back in the game.
2: It was, it was a really like good set piece. I thought trap really got if, like G was watching with me and she was like, and she was like, do you see how the ball just goes over and it just dips down in a sense? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, it was perfectly placed. And then like, you know, um, Finley understood that somebody should be at the other back post. And so low ball totally totally just moved the defense. They couldn't do anything. And Unu made sure that the ball went in. And I think that's that's what the important part was that he actually was able to yeah. get someone to score. So
0: thank goodness yeah. it will, we'll th- wait off I those think shoulders.
3: it was it was interesting because that's the first time we've really seen a, a set piece taken by someone other than Ray. Mm, he's true. he's usually the guy taking those free kicks. Um, so to see that placement and uh, also, I mean, the ball from Finley, we we saw quite a few crosses like that from him last night with uh, with no one on the other end because he's expecting someone to be there. Right. Uh, and it would he would end up just crossing it into the space and right to right to a Houston player. Um, and that one, everyone seemed to be in the right spot. They kind of knew, uh, they knew where the spaces were. They knew where the ball would probably end up. Um, and it was, they finally hit some chemistry on that goal. It seemed like.
0: That's a perfect word. Chemistry. It did look very nice. Right.
2: They felt a little more comfortable in that sense. After that goal, they were like, okay, now it's now, now, now let's get into, into doing this. And, and for me, as much as, is great in always, um, To give Unu credit for what he's done, I also think you know um, Will Trap the last five games has been instrumental, and like this whole season has been instrumental what we're doing. Um, But I also think Finley the last couple of games has been working really hard and and really being productive (laughs) to assist. He he
0: gets to talk shit and then go out and make assists,
2: right? And now (laughs) now you can't bench him, can you? I mean, you can't bench him,
3: right? I mean, this is this is the Finley that we saw before the injury. Like back in what, 2018, he, he yeah. was this guy um, making those plays, doing running defense and offense. And just, yep. he was the one making those runs and doing what needed to get done. Uh, and he's finally back to that. And it's, it's taken him a while, but he's getting the minutes now and he's figuring that out. I think it also, I, I loved seeing Ozzie in for an entire game for the first time in quite a while. Yep. And just the the way that the midfield kind of comes together around him eventually, like we were saying, it, it took a while, um, but then it works. And he's yep. he's the guy creating, uh, creating chances, making fouls when he needed to. He yep. he was heated the whole game. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was and it was awesome. That's what makes him fun to watch. But um, I wanted
0: to put put some respect on Mr. Hayes. I know that's one of Rodrigo's yeah. guys. He always brings up the twenty-second minute uh, little. Worrying situation where there was a very fast break and it quickly became almost a one v one with Tyler Miller and Ja'Cory Hayes chases this dude down. Um Very clean tackle, just completely breaks up the play. Possibly saved the goal. I mean, whew, great stuff. Looked yeah, awesome. and
2: those are the great things about you know Hayes. He's willing to give up his body and he's willing to do the things. He's like a utility player in the field. But my concern is mostly like he, you always put him in a situation where you need him to produce a good outcome and that's extremely hard to do for someone who doesn't get enough minutes to, to get training with, with, with the first team. So like, so even though people are like, Oh, he didn't do that well. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, like if he was playing with the first team, that'd be a different conversation that we would be having, but like he's taking his chances and he's taking his opportunities. He started distributing the ball a lot better. Um, And I think that's, that, that's one of the things that, that needs to be also, Understood is that you know if you give these kid opportunities, he will be he will do I I did not mind as this was turning out what this four three three looked like um, with 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 Ozzy being the anchor and having the two eights. I, I I would like to see it a little bit more, um, but I also I've said many a times on this podcast and and everywhere on social media is that Ozzy needs time to settle into his role. Like that's why he's. He's 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 decent when you bring him in to start a game, so he gets his 15 minutes to be able to mm-hmm. figure out what the game is like, and then start start making decisions, and start doing that. But if you bring him up at the seventieth minute, you're not going to see the Aussie that you that you used to see until like the eightieth minute or so, and then by then it might be too late, specifically trying to protect the lead. So, um, so it was really great. Like his previous game was that that's that is the most fun Aussie. No, actually, the tackle you had. Uh, I forget who the who the who the uh, Houston player is, but he just literally shivved him off the ball. <laughs> yeah. He just threw him off. It was just it was beautiful to save an attacking play and, and just and hardly
3: and hardly touched him to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's
3: just insane.
2: I know it's yep. somewhere yep. on my Twitter timeline, but it was just one of those yep. like, yep. It's like you you just got owned. By, and even
3: uh, and even these people saying that well, Hayes wasn't playing that well. We we weren't saying his name that many times, which is good. Uh, he's he's, good. he's in one of those positions where the the less you're talking about him, the better. He was That's he right. is that utility player. He's getting it done. Um, maybe it wouldn't have worked out behind Ray and Frappane and and everybody else when you have the the A team in there. Um, but he he did his job, and you that's one of those positions where you don't really necessarily want them to be you know your your man of the match I've I've said it my entire time covering United that you know any game where where a defensive player or even uh, midfielder is your man of the match something went wrong something so went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, no i I think he played he played well and he's doing really well considering that he's not. The starter every single right. game. Right,
0: and he played He's sick coming coming too.
3: In. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. But, well, I'm I'm gonna try and get through this a little bit faster. Um, Pico uh, hits the post in the 31st. It was a little troubling. I I, I just put here: is anyone marking him? It seemed like he was getting all over the place. Shortly followed by <laughs> Pico schooling Metaner. Metaner was having a very hard time with Pico, and, and they were I don't know they were was...
2: attacking that that right side yes. of ours. Mm-hmm. Yes, they and were. Centrally...
0: And and it's like after you get burned by the goal, it's like yo, it's time to adapt, and and Fafa was just like, oh, oh, oh smelling blood. I'm, I'm just going to keep going and, at him. And, and he, made a, he made a mess of things, please. Well,
3: from, from the first, I think it was like 10 seconds in, before, even before that first goal, uh, on the broadcast, Cal and Kendra are, are both saying, this is the guy who's going to be running off the leash the entire game. And literally, as they get done saying that, they just need to find a way to control him. Boom, there's the goal. And then the rest of the game was, okay, well, who's, who is controlling Fafa? Who is controlling Fafa? Who's got him? He's still doing the same exact thing. And I, no one really – I mean, we're obviously not a man-marking team, but you almost have to be with players like that. And there was a little bit of confusion maybe over, um, you know, is Ozzy going to be the one who stops him? Is Boxy going to be the one who stops him? Mettenair certainly wasn't that guy, but he should have been a few times.
0: Should have been. Yeah. That's and a that's a good time. Oh, where do go? go ahead. No, I was just
2: saying he 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 did not have a, a good game at all. I mean no. and his like what we're used to seeing him is his amazing first touch, and even his first touch was was way off. So um I don't know if it's the super heat or the humidity. I don't know what it is, but like whenever it's a super hot game, like or um or it just seems that Mettenier's number is not always um, shining. And I think this is one of those games where like it was it was a team effort, right? I mean like this whole this whole victory was a team effort in a sense of like everyone played and everyone was able to command and beat a team that you're supposed to beat, right? Um in and, and if our depth was something that you know uh this organization has been talking that we are so good at and we have so much, then this was the game where you needed them to go ahead and, and, and show that.
0: Yeah. I was just gonna add in there with with all the trouble that he was causing. Um, the other name to mention is Tyler Miller, who was all over the place. <laughs> I definitely lost track of how many saves he had and and how many, you know, the little miscommunications in the back line where he had to like, either, either come in and save, or like there was, there was one moment where he he kind of dove and fell weird and the ball bounced off his chest. And it was just like, Oh, just these very, very almost goal situations. But he had a, he had a really good match. I mean, he, he cleaned up a lot of the, the the mess. Mess is the only word I can think of. There was a lot of yeah. mess.
3: <laughs> and and he definitely learned from that one little little fumble with the ball, because the rest of the game, every time he's making those saves, he's just throwing himself on top of it and smothering it until until everyone's out of his box again. Right, and exactly. we we actually saw him playing with his feet a few times. He came he came out of the box. Um, he and that also what there was commentary on that from the crew as well, saying, Well, it's it's actually been a while since we've seen him do well with his feet. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Right. And so but but his uh, the
3: box and making him
2: Yeah, but his uh distribution on the goal cakes is still I think there was three or four times where the ball just went yeah, outside. It's,
3: a, it's still an issue.
2: That's still yeah. something oh. but yeah. he was confident in coming out and getting the ball, which is something that yep. we have said that he's something that he's not so confident in. Usually his first reaction is to punch out the ball, but he was holding on to them. And I think that was that really was um, was really it was important because it, it wouldn't give no second would wouldn't rebound shots to to Houston.
0: Yeah, uh, one one at the half and we go, we go into the next half again, uh, just another little messy situation with off of a free kick right away. That was like the 53rd minute. But again, that was one of those Tyler Miller cleanup moments. Ja'Cory Hayes, you mentioned Rodrigo, he's hurt, so he comes off. Well, not hurt, but sick, right? Like he's got something.
2: Well, he I, I, I turned away because it was in the middle of um, – I think we there's a dinner or something else brought me away from – but I saw all of a sudden that there was a trainer on the field and it was coming to Ja'Cory uh, Hayes, and he didn't look happy. He looked like he didn't want to come off. Right. and mm-hmm. i don't know if it was something that he was previously injured on and just just wanted to take him out i
3: think he i think he took a, took a couple knocks through the game and that wasn't the first time they had talked to him out there um but yeah he went he went down again kind of hard and and right away called them out but yeah he was not happy to go off but it it was fairly obvious that he did need to come off nothing super right. serious but not like uh
0: yeah yeah uh more Pico being pico making things difficult I, I just put in here somewhere in the 70th uh Coleman looks absolutely gassed <laughs> he he looked very tired by like the 70th minute and well and I, I mean I houston was was
2: pushing right i mean like yes. a couple of my tweets is like okay can we stop dispossessing ourselves in our own or losing our ball to, in our own. To half. his
0: credit, he, he played pretty well. I mean, he had some good stops and he had some good moments, but my goodness, with 20 minutes still to go, I mean, he looked like he was just going to collapse
2: it and, and and it was one of those, you know, hot games. And so like, it's, it's one of those things, but it wasn't so hot enough for them to have water breaks. Right. I mean, I didn't see any water breaks throughout the whole broadcast of the game. So how yeah. hot was it down there? I guess I have no idea.
3: I think it was like mid eighties, but humid. Like yeah, it's I'm like it's human. been here the last few weeks. So, But I let's mean, get to this. Uh, no, I just please. wanted
2: to say when like Adi came, came in, I, I mm-hmm. did not realize oh, yeah. how big he is.
0: <laughs> I forgot to <laughs> he's mention that. Yeah, he's so like, he tower, he's like
2: a tower. Like he and Boxy about, I think he's maybe even taller than Boxy.
0: I think
3: like, he's, he's got a couple inches on Boxy. Yeah.
0: So Hayes comes off. Adi comes in, which is kind of interesting because he's only been with the team for days, like not even a week. Um, what 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 kind of formation happens here? Because I was kind of trying to figure it out. There's who flips and does what?
2: No, here's an interesting thing. Um, every once in a while, um Column interacts with me on Twitter and he had put out um and if you listen to the what is the podcast they have, the loons call of the Loons, yeah. Um they, they they talked about how like um UNU is not uh one of the reasons Unu may not be um, getting all the looks and getting all the touches that he needs to, or be as, as as effective as it is, is because he may function better as a as a as a second forward, right? Like you have a target forward, and then you have a second forward. Um, and I think uh, I I was like, oh, that's really interesting, because I listened to the part. It's like, so what would you suggest you do, right? And he's like, well, you what formation would you play, and what would you do? It's like. He's like, uh, I would play a four-two-three-one, and so then you would have. second case. Okay, so you put Adi up top as your one. Who was your your other three? It's like, do you put? Did you where would you put a new one? The left. I mean, like he's like, yeah, I make sure that he. I could put I could put him on the left as long as he's playing under uh, Adi. And I think that's one of the things that he came in for was to be able to figure that aspect of is that what's going to be like having someone who is running off and run making runs or. Uh, from a around a round of forward to be able to get that and I think at some points I could see it but I don't think I saw how do you do a full sprint run throughout the whole time that he was on there like so like I was like I was like Adi, I don't know if this guy can run I mean like can he do anything else and then um in the 71st minute you know he's able to do a 4.5 back heel
0: oh come on we had this debate on Twitter I It's it 4.5. Anyway, Hunu scores uh, off of the throw-in. I thought it was beautiful. It was a nice. He, he traps it with the uh, outside of the foot. He he sees Finley moving, backheels it to, to Finley, who then is able to get a little pass just to kind of knock it off for uh, lay it off for Kunu, who again one times it and two one. You're gonna give that a four point five or three. I've, I've seen another.
2: better. I've seen better. I, I mean,
0: I have two. But I okay, that's... so that's
2: what we're lit. But that's what we're leaving it at. It's a four point five. Uh...
0: Six. I'm giving it a six. It was sexy. It was a sexy back heel. I love my back heels. Uh,
2: four point five.
0: Especially. Too. Fine, fine. I, I disagree. <laughs> for a guy that's only been with the team for like four days to like. Pull but I mean, he's out, like he's like four hat, inches
2: taller than boxy. Do you really think someone's gonna dispossess him physically against the ball? They're just, on just
0: laughing at us, like arguing uh-huh. on back heel rating. <laughs> I'll,
3: I'll just I'll just sit back and watch this one.
2: It's like it's like it's like it's like if we were gonna rate Agudelo's physicality and and, and and trying to waste time in a corner, right? I gave that a seven, you know, a seven eight for sure because he looked at it. But like, anyways, yeah. I mean, the backhand was nice, but it wasn't like you know, like one of those. Ooh, you know. Oh,
0: but how if, many of those do we get, Rodrigo? We get uh, so We get few. one of those. Gotta, we, like, we get one of those up. a
2: game. We get one of those a game when you watch Ray. Ray nutmegs people all the time. Yeah, and that's. He, yeah. You know, they don't he's, lead he's to done, goals, done that.
0: though. That's that's the thing, they don't that, always lead to goals. that.
2: I'll give it to you, like, if but we're rating, we're rating the back heel, we're not rating the back heel to goal ratio. If we're rating that, then I then so I many would rules, agree with Bridget. Come on, help me out. Then it would be a six, <laughs> then it would be a six. because so it led to a goal. Yes, i agree with anyway, you
3: anyway. I'm, I'm taking notes, we'll have a slime. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Was a great goal,
0: it was a pretty goal, um, two to one. And I tell you what, after this, I you know I felt great, but then I got very worried because starting about the 81st minute, you could feel momentum start to change and you could feel something starting to happen with Houston. Like they were starting to find space. They were constantly pressing. And I was just, oh my God, are they gonna put in a, a equalizer or let alone win this thing in the last 10 minutes? Cause it got very tense those last 10 minutes. And I just had Miller save, t- Miller save, Miller save losing momentum Miller save and again pico doing all the all the things got worried
3: yeah got they worried. were they were throwing everything forward and yep. looking for that equalizer
0: right I we, mean they, we got lucky they
2: brought in maxi they brought in uh Juan I mean they brought all their offensive power out and be like let's do this and so and we had Hunu
0: out at that point as well yeah.
2: yeah. And and it was obvious that we were going to, I mean, you, you take out a new, you bring in uh Ritala. It was one of those where like, you, you're really trying to bunker it and last the last 10 minutes, which I get, you know, I don't, I don't I'm not opposing that. Um, but Tyler was huge. All the crosses, especially the other low crosses that he was hanging on to and all the crosses like he was, he was doing that. We got, we, 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 it was a, it was a gritty, gritty uh, defensive play for the last 15, 20 minutes, I think for them.
0: So yeah. They pull it off though. They hold. So finals two, one, got some much needed three points. Um, I put it, it was hard to watch at times to be totally honest. It's just some of the quality, but I felt great for Francé Vivant. he gets, he gets his brace four goals total. Now, hopefully that builds the confidence. Finley. Also, we already talked about him, the double assists. So great for him. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I got. Boy, we really needed those three. So.
2: Yeah. Good and specifically stuff. now that, um, El, el ended in a, in a, in a one in a three, 3 tie so they only got let's, let's jump to
0: all that go, go ahead and yeah. take it do, do, do the mls
2: yeah but i was just going to ask do you think um do you think ramos keeps his job by the end of the year by the way, the way the the way they they're playing i mean houston's at the bottom i think 19 points i i'm at hopeful specifically since they change manager halfway through the oh, uh, owners halfway through the year so I don't know. It's just it's, one of those. Crazy it's not
3: things. looking great for him. No. Um, and the supporters are just fed up. There, there's a lot of back and forth going on with the supporters groups as well with regards to the front office and just in general, the management of the team. Um, so we'll, we'll see what comes from that, but he's, he's definitely on the hot seat.
2: Yeah. And yeah, um... You know, with that, Matt, um we'll go into scores. So Atlanta United lost to Nashville SC two nothing. Um Chicago uh Chicago <laughs> Fire benched um benched uh Calvo. Calvo. I mean he was in the eighteen, he was in the bench, literally, but uh and Chicago feeds the Red Bulls one zero. So
3: their their first road win stance. October of 2019.
2: All right. You know, uh and, and the so Red Bulls are just It's
3: almost like one certain guy is kind of an issue.
2: Yeah. But the Red Bulls anyway. are also not not doing great too. So if yes, you yeah. if you got to watch anything of Trafico 2.0, um uh, this game was nuts. Brian Rodriguez had like I, was, I had an amazing goal. Uh I mean, LA Galaxy, it was just back and forth um and, and it was fun to watch and um it was another letdown for la galaxy LA, LA, <laughs> la for the uh lafc because they they needed they needed those three points for sure definitely and walking away with one uh means that they're extra we're extremely closer to them than we were before um nycfc beat new england so the streak ends um DC United, which was the game that I was interested mostly on, um, defeated Philly 3-1. They put them away, which leads into my conspiracy theory that all you need is a washed-up Argentinian forward and two Peruvians on your squad to actually work <laughs> magic. Um, Jordi Reyna scored as well, too. Uh, Philly, I believe, scored on an own goal uh, from one of the, the DC United players. Um And I think Sporting KC and Colorado tied 1-1, which is also really interesting. So we're able to make up some ground um, on these last uh, match date for for the MLS and looking forward to the two-week break. So we go with a win in a two-week break and hopefully everyone uh, will be mostly back. I think Fragapane should be back. We don't know when... um, the other folks we have hopefully do will come back by then but but at least you know we'll have Ray and Fragapane back in a sense and that would be much better than where we were currently at now so
3: definitely yeah so we uh just looking at the standings real quick with that LA draw um LA Galaxy is in fourth with uh 36 points and we're right behind them in fifth with 31 um uh, Casey drops to second Sounders up top so and,
2: and, and tonight if you're listening uh or this would be your sunday um we have um we have the game that I'm going to watch um the Cascadia Derby 2.0 yeah. between Seattle and Portland late and and if there's any 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 MLS uh drama that you want to watch it's always Seattle <laughs> and Portland at at late at night because something always happens last game was was just a lot of fun to watch and watch um you know seattle and of course uh our sponsored uh ruy diaz golden boot watch um get get all the way into it uh the other games are austin fc versus dallas uh, worth it to watch this peppy play um and vancouver versus Real Salt lake which actually uh, doesn't have a coach anymore is that correct
3: that's correct. this was let go
2: did, was he let go? Or did he quit?
3: Uh, it sounded like a mutual thing okay. um, so he chose to go to Seattle to be right. assistant under Schmetzer. so Jeez. I think he had that in place and they kind of mutually parted ways um, Seattle, Portland's going to be especially interesting because Portland's not going to have the traveling contingent that they normally do. Uh, because well back to back to COVID, um, we've all lauded Portland for having the mask and vaccine uh, mandates in place now. Um, Seattle has none of that. So many of the Portland fans who would normally be traveling for this game chose to sit this one out and watch from home rather than Interesting. Um, rather than buy into uh, Seattle's choices um so we'll see how that plays out
0: definitely and no Minnesota united to really preview for next week with the holiday so in two weeks but we know what's coming seattle yikes um we'll talk about that though when we get there we we can let it ride for a little bit um let's take a break (laughs) shall we yeah
3: Hi, this is to Watch, and no, you must be dreaming because I am definitely not blessing ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show.
2: And welcome back to another section in this very long um, um, section episode of our podcast, the Minnesota Football Show, which we'll be talking
0: international news. Maybe we need more breaks. If you want more breaks, <laughs> listeners, let us know. Yeah, Because <laughs> lately we have like the one section that goes for like 45 minutes and the internationals is like 10. <laughs> so if you want it better organized, please, we're happy to do so. Rodrigo, you can start this one off. This is you. I, I missed this whole thing. Uh, French uh, Ligue 1, melee with um who was it? Uh, I, I don't know. I'll just let you take it, but it looks pretty nasty.
2: Um, from what I got was uh, Dimitri Payet. Pa- is it Payet or Payet? uh Had a bottle thrown at him. Well, he was going to go take a corner, and then he he does the most you know typical gangster thing: picks up the bottle and throws it right back at the fans. And then all oh, oh. hell breaks loose, right? Like yeah, it, images and video from this whole scene is just like. It's it's like you know it's like it you know we we don't you should not be throwing bottles at players and you should also not be mad if players throw bottles back at you. <laughs> so that was that was an interesting tidbit that I saw that I was like wow this is crazy. So
0: yeah, in a way it's kind of some karma, right? It's like you do this to me, well guess what, <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> you you just don't expect to have like fifty people jump out and like plow over the security and like right right. right I you. mean that's, yeah that's- that
3: was. That was next level.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you throw it back, no that there's consequences as well, too. For like, you know, like Newton said, for every action is an equal and opposite (laughs) reaction.
3: That's really how you should respond to anyone who litters. Just throw it right back to them.
0: Well, guys, we already covered a couple of these so we can kind of burn through. We did that, we talked about the Mexican ban thing already or lack of ban. I don't know a lot about this one either. I think this is an MJ contribution. Uh, Tanzania president, who is the first uh, woman president in in Africa, um, who's been lauded for a lot of things, kind of said some kind of crappy kind of stuff about the uh, U.S. women's national team. But I think she was even broadening it out and talking about women football players in general, uh, speaking of their, quote, flat chess, unquote, and that they're basically not good for childbearing and blah, blah, blah or whatever. It's just like, you know you know you don't have to go there you don't have to say that <laughs> what, are, what are you doing
2: and yeah i mean yep i have a um, go ahead i mean i can't i can't you
0: know. what do you do i know what do you do i just say i have a neighbor um across the street well maybe two blocks but she's from tanzania and, and you know this was a, a while ago now, but she was telling me how, how happy she was obviously with this with this election and having the first woman president and she's doing all this cool stuff i'd i'd, I'd be curious to get her take on this <laughs> uh it's rough speaking of yeah i'm not going to make that one uh man city <laughs> um yeah I, I cut myself off for good reason um i i don't even know a lot about this player but Benjamin Mendy uh, charged with, woof! God, I didn't realize it was this bad. Four counts of rape and one count of sexual assault. Wow, that's horrendous. Um, somebody just over the age of sixteen, really bad. Uh, it sounds like obviously he's he's done, probably going to jail. Um, whoever else wants to add he, anything. I... Uh,
3: so prior to this suspension over these charges, he was arrested like four other times and received no, like there was hardly any talk about this. Um, but now, now that he's been charged on presumably credible allegations, now they've said, okay, yeah, he's suspended. Um, so yeah, that's lots we could say about, uh, how these things are handled when it's one of your, one of your key players or a big name. Um, I'm not going to even say the other name who's been in the news this week. Right. Uh, same, yeah. same thing.
0: Same yeah, thing. completely. That, that's the sad thing. is just It just takes so much to get something moving in, in terms of a consequence or getting something to actually get done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing I'll say related to the person... O oh, oh, Portuguese, let's just call them. O oh, Um it, it was interesting to me that it started with Man City and then it flipped to Manchester United. I don't know, that's just how these things kind of work. But the only thing I want to say, in, I guess, in relation is um, our friend of the show, always, always plug in Brenda Elsie, Dr. Brenda Elsie and her contributor, uh, Jennifer Doyle, they both wrote a really good piece for Vice that I put up on all of the socials. And basically the title is Ronaldo is an icon of corruption in sports. It's very good. It kind of just rehashes some of the things that we've discussed, that they've discussed, that we've all discussed, Um, but then it ties them into the current context of just how this person represents everything that's terrible (laughs) with sport and can continually just gets away with everything. Um, So do check that out because it's just a really well-written piece. Um Champions League draw, Rodrigo and Bridget. What what did you all think about this? Got some interesting groups. Got some you know, it, it's it's hard to say like the group of death because there's some really kind of interesting ones that are at least for my, in my opinion, I'm are very hard to predict.
2: I'm I'm really interested in uh group H. Just uh, which has Chelsea, Juventus, yeah, Zenit, and Malmo and mm-hmm. um the, um, one of the standouts from the Peruvian national team in the last Cup of America actually is playing for Malmo now, so that should be interesting um, to watch. Um, I think it, I think it's a pretty even distribution of teams. I think um, I think Bayern, Barcelona, Benfica—that uh, should be fun. Um, that is
0: a loaded group, Group E. That is a loaded group. That may think, be the one, but I, I don't know. There's just, there's I other think Group that... I mean, I
2: think Group has also. Yes. have Ben City. I know PSG, Leipzig. You know, and and so that's. I mean, like it's well distributed. I think you know. I think that's one of the things that you you, you kind of look at it. And I'm looking forward to see what do that. Um, how interesting would it be to have you know uh Villarreal actually go farther than what they
0: expected to go um, I mean they, they won they won the uh Europa so yeah you can ride that momentum I yep. I yep.
3: mean I see Villarreal and Atalanta having plenty of a chance to get out of that group even mm-hmm. against Man United and young boys are in there as well um mm-hmm. I yeah I think I think they can ride that out both I ways. like
0: that I like those predictions the, 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 that's good stuff um I don't even know enough about how Wolfsburg is doing these days and, and Salzburg, so those could be some interesting surprises there, too. Sheriff, what, what where country is Sheriff from? Do you guys know? Because <laughs> I can't remember. I
3: don't, actually. I will look that up right
0: now. Okay, we'll figure that one out. Should we yeah,
2: play some butt Marley in between?
3: I shot the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the deputy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> group c is also somewhat interesting because you got dortmund and ajax uh um so that should be an interesting um but i mean group b is the group to the group to talk about i mean that's where Liverpool's. they get to play milan porto and atlético i mean that's yes that's, that's not an stack, easy man. bracket that's not a, that's not an it's, easy bracket at all
3: i'm already stressed. yes <laughs> Say that again? I'm already stressed. I
0: You're said. already stressed. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
3: Um, Sharif Tiraspol is the full name. They are from Moldova.
0: Moldova. Interesting.
3: Based in <laughs> Tiraspol in the de the jour unrecognized Krednestrovian Moldavian Republic.
0: Wow. All right. Well, there you go. There's our uh, geography portion of the show.
3: The logo's cool. It is. Simple. Sheriff's star with the football in the middle.
0: Simple. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll be the ones. Um, Malmo, this is kind of just ridiculous on my end. So I'll, you, you all know that I, I lived in Denmark for a while in Copenhagen and and Copenhagen and Malmo are connected by this bridge across the Baltic Ocean. And it's it's kind of like driving Minneapolis, St. Paul. I mean, it doesn't take that long to get there. I think it's, it's it's longer than that, but I mean, there's constant movement back and forth between the two countries and just crossing that, that bridge, whether it's by car or train, you can just train it across. I was there for four months, you guys. I never went and I don't know why. I don't know why I just get on the train, go to Malmo, have a beer and come back just to say I went to Sweden, never did it. Um, Let's see, this is from, well, we were just, this is This is basically becoming a, a burn it all down feeder show, I believe, <laughs> talk <laughs> about, about Shireen. Uh, Shireen and Dave put a really good piece out about uh, a lot of the tragedy in Afghanistan and the athletes um, that it's affecting. Uh, very, very good. Again, I put that out. I just want to read a little bit from some of the stuff they say, cause it's it's worth repeating here. Uh, So they say sports have been embraced by youth and communities across the country. Over 60 percent of Afghanistan's population is made of youth of youth. Uh, And according to Jamil, the growth of action sports and irregularly, this would be like extreme sports, action sports and irregular leagues and teams was a source of uh, invigoration and excitement. Quote, people were really amazed to see these sports as they were new and liked these sports, not only in the center of their capital, but in the far most remote regions of Afghanistan, unquote. The reality is that any progress for action sports in Afghanistan over the last decade, such as skateboarding, mountain climbing, running, or snowboarding, will most likely be decimated. Non-traditional sports, as popular as they may be, will not be looked upon favorably. The prospect of women's participation in any sport does not look hopeful. And we've alluded to some of this uh, on, on the last episode, but it's it's tragic, and and more and more the athletes are are starting to hopefully get out, but just as the nature of this thing is, we know not everybody's gonna make it. Um, so we'll just have to hope that, uh, that things I, go all right.
3: I read a good story uh, this morning about um, a group of women getting the Afghan women's soccer team out. Um, it was from an interview on CNN, but there have been a few a few interviews with them, but yeah. I'll, I'll post that on on Twitter today. Uh, Cause it was really interesting. Like six, six women, one is a, uh, a former Marine Naval Academy graduate soccer player um, now coaches a, like a Bahamian international team, but had been a coach for the Afghan team. Um, she, and this, they call themselves a Raytag tag network of women trying to get these girls out of the country. Um, and it was a really cool story uh, there. I mean, they're still struggling with that, trying to get like family members and everyone else out, um, which is gonna be an ongoing thing we'll hear about for a while, but.
1: Correct,
0: correct. Yeah, we'll we'll keep posted on and, you know, like I said, it's it's gonna be a balance between rough, tragic news and maybe some positive, hopeful stuff too. So we'll see if we can make that kind of work. Rodrigo, this is kind of for you talking about uh, Canada and Stephen Caldwell, you want to tell us a little bit about what's happening there with the Canadian soccer, and I don't know, maybe getting him to Minnesota. Uh,
3: I
2: mean, at that was really like with the uh, World qual- qualifiers coming up. The, the assistant coach for Canada is no longer, um, you know, is no longer working with him, right? I mean, like, in the statement, Stephen Caldwell was like, I will no longer be assistant coach for Canada Soccer in the upcoming qualifiers as they have decided to go in another direction. So um, switching um, coaches or staff and that's right before uh, qualifiers start is not the way I personally would like to start off, but there has to be more to the story. I haven't been able to find um, more info on it Right as this moment, but I'm sure more will come out. It's just something to to keep on, you know, because this was the week of, you know, everyone getting fired in some sort of sense, you know, like oh, we're also like let someone else go, you know. Everyone else is just getting canned, and then people are deciding to go on their own different different ways. So,
0: right on. We'll do some quick wraps of the some of the Euro leagues, and we'll get out of here. Um, EPL this week, boy, Man City just took it to Arsenal 5-0. Just, no. oof. Wow.
2: But it's Arsenal. So, like, Arsenal will figure out a way to be mid-table again.
0: <laughs> um, your Newcastle and Southampton tie 2-2, Rodrigo? I don't want Anything to talk there? about
2: that. Yes, Fair I was enough. so frustrated. No, like, it was, like, uh, like we scored literally, like, an extra time. And then, literally, um, 30 seconds later, we gave up a PK, an extra time. So, it's... <laughs> So, like the yep. celebration of the goal was awesome it was like you know it was like a period bicycle kick uh nice. celebration and then all of a sudden like you know we get scored and we pK gets get done and I'm like and I'm like I, I i love cheering for my guys it's
0: just you know it's just like ah uh,
2: it's like we needed a win the roller
0: coaster man it's like it's like me and going we, we needed a up win needed a win
2: needed a win and it would would have been great because we've played now that we've not had an easy start to this to this uh year's uh season so but point is the point so
0: yeah uh bridget you had a big one uh two of the top teams liverpool and chelsea ends up being a 1-1 draw not necessarily a bad thing considering you know they're probably going to be top of the table for most of the time if not all the time so how'd you feel about that
3: yeah, I mean we'll we'll take the result, definitely. Um it it was a bit of a mess of a game. Um you probably saw handball trending on Twitter yesterday, uh following a goal line clearance by Elsie, uh, off of just a crazy sequence in front of the Chelsea goal. Um, but that led to a red card for Chelsea uh penalty kick, which oh, Mosla wow. buried yeah it was um it was kind of insane it was i mean it it wasn't a super fun match to watch uh for much of the game um but you know there there were some some moments here and there uh but after that it 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 got crazy and it was uh, it was a mess (laughs) but but it's a point so we'll take it
0: it's a point it's and like I said, it's you know, two two top dogs going at it. You get a point, yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, Bundesliga. Rodrigo, I don't know if there's anything here. Bayern roll. Um, Union Berlin, who apparently are my team now. Yes, they they won today, two to one over Gladbach. So that's good. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. We, we had a bit of a, a long one, but we got had some special content in there for everybody. But uh, anything else to? Uh, before we wrap things up?
2: Did we, um, did we talk on the last episode about the, about the Oklahoma referee who, who pointed their gun at a – did we or did we not?
0: We did not, but oh, okay. go ahead. and that, That's kind of a weird one to end with, but why not? Do it.
2: So apparently in an adult – this is an adult league. It's not like a minor league, but apparently in an adult league soccer game in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma on a Sunday – uh, the referee pulled out a gun and shot towards the player and a crowd of people after giving one of those players a red card. So he actually did not have the gun with him. He actually had to go to his car, come back, and then you know shoot one shot at towards the direction of the players or the group of players. Uh, uh, was one of those things that um, that. Um, that it just happened. But one of the things that was just really interesting was just like watching the um reading what the police chief had to say, you know, like in in um in in a paraphrase. It's like, you know, apparently, you know, the referee pulled out a red card and the happy and the player was not happy about it. <laughs> that's like and so it's like I was like, Yeah, that's just one of those crazy moments where like, you know, this is this kind of moment belongs in in a Copa Libertadores semi, semi beat me to it.
0: You beat me to it. I was going to say, it's very cool.
2: Oklahoma is, 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 is channeling their inner Copa Libertadores. And I'm sure there's more details, but the guy ended up being arrested anyways. Um, But, um, but it's just one of those things that you just can't really like put your mind around. I was like, you give someone a red card, someone's angry. And then like, um, you know, they go over and they, and they pull out their, their car, they go, go and get a gun. And they we like, you know, get it, get out of here. So, you know, the, the referee was David Bates or Bathis. I don't know what, um, and it was actually, the incident was actually caught on video. So so that's going to make oh, it the rounds pretty soon. Oh, uh, boy. uh, and so, you know, he's fairly, he, um, the ref is, um, Facing charges, but this reminded me of not as violent. But a time I attended uh, uh, exhibition friendly. I don't know what two teams were at uh, Old Nessie, and one of the best players from the other team, there's an African team, got a red card. Right, and then the whole team walked off.
1: They just and took off. And they just wow. walked
2: off and said, "We're not gonna play. We're not gonna play. That's not a red card. We don't agree with you, ref." And the ref was like, they were arguing with the ref, and they, like it, it was like 15, 20 minutes, and we're all we're like, I was like, you know, fourteen. I was like, what's going on out there? We're like, well, me and my friends are like, wow, what's this? This is great. What happens is, either they kicked out the referee, and oh, they kicked out the referee, or they fired him. I don't know what it was, but they got another referee in. Right. And then they rescinded the red card so that then the, the best player on the other team could continue playing and the match can holy crap. I mean. Oh, what a great story. Good stuff.
0: That's all we got. I think. Uh thank you, Bridget. Thank you, Rodrigo. Thank you, listeners, uh patrons. Uh thank you, uh Andrea as well for being a special guest. i uh, will put that in here as well. I think I might be able to get some bonus content out of that as well for for patrons. I'll see if I can slice and dice a little bit. Um but yeah, patreon.com backslash MN football show. Get some stuff up there. Um, you can help support the pod that way as well. And uh, we'll be back next week. Obrigado. Bye bye.